Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative, don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio. This, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones. Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute. And in case you cannot listen to the entire broadcast, you can visit my website at prosperitylifecoach.com for more coaching resources. Today, our show topic is Oh, I got my papers all over the place. Today, my sh- today our show topic is how to create healthy boundaries. And I'm so happy to have with us on today Ellen Harston. Um, Ellen is a coach, a relationship coach, and uh, she's someone that I've known for some time now. And um, she was able to come on our show today and uh, talk to us about boundaries. But Ellen is a Martha Beck certified relationship and life coach, as well as a licensed therapist. She's been helping women with their relationships for about 25 years. Ellen's approach is based on the belief that a woman must be her best self first before she can be her best self as a partner. She teaches her clients three basic skills to achieve this. One, learn to focus on her own needs in a healthy way. Two, take complete responsibility for her emotions, and three, accept her partner for who they are and stop trying to change them. Ellen summarizes all these skills as learning healthy boundaries. Ellen, thank you so much for being on our show today. Oh, you're welcome, Katrina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Wow, you are welcome. I am so excited about this show. And as I was reading about these these um, three areas that um, you know that women uh, need to learn how to you know do some self care, I'm I'm going to be just really all ears, um, writing down you know writing down this good information. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you, Ellen, what what inspired you to become a therapist and then a life coach? Well, I actually that that inspiration started about 25 years ago when I was in my early 20s and really struggling with relationships and boundaries and so confused and I, I just did not understand why I kept making the same mistakes. So I sought out some counseling for myself um, and I, I hired a therapist when I was oh, probably about 23 
I had um, just moved to Southern California. I was out there by myself. And the work I did with this really gifted, loving, wonderful therapist, I felt like it changed my life. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to help other people to do this. I want to teach people what I learned. So um, I went back to school. I got my, my master's degree. I got licensed. I became a therapist, practiced for many years, loved the work I was doing. But I felt like something was missing. I felt like, you know, how come there are clients that I I see sometimes for a long time and we, we do this whole talk therapy thing and and yet they're still stuck and they're not really moving. And that's when I got introduced to the idea of coaching through actually through a, probably a number of different ways, but reading some of Martha Beck's books was a huge inspiration to me and seeing how she worked. And I thought, you know, this is much more in line with the way I work. Martha's, a lot of what, two things drew me to, the, to coaching. One was that um, the work was very cognitive. Martha Beck teaches people to really pay attention to their thoughts and how their thoughts create their lives. And I, I knew that that was similar to my philosophy. And she also worked very experientially. And I thought, you know, this, is, this, this sounds very powerful. Just Sometimes just talking wasn't enough. So I learned to do more experiential processes as a coach, you know, take people sometimes through a a closed eye guided imagery help them really it came it comes down to the experiential it comes down to helping people go within okay and and so a little bit more right brain than left brain and i okay. think that we change by working a little bit more sometimes with that right brain right brain side so now the okay so right brain left brain the, is the right brain the the creative part of ourselves or is yeah. that the yeah. more logical? Okay, so the right brain is the, is the creative, more creative side of ourselves. More creative, experiential, less, okay. like the other side. Logical. The side is more language-based, right. Logical, language, analytical. Right side, more experiential, more creative, more feeling, being. And okay. I think that's where transformation takes place when hmm. we access that. Okay, now I would agree with that. Okay, okay. Well, you are a relationship coach, and you do a lot of work with women around having healthy boundaries. So, you know, explain to us what are what are boundaries? That's a great question. Um, so, there's there's probably as many definitions and books on boundaries as there are on relationships. So. Um, I'm just going to sort of throw out some of my thoughts on it. I, the first word that comes to my mind when I think about a boundary is it's a line, okay? It's something that differentiates two different things. And for simplicity's sake, I'm going to say a boundary is what differentiates what is mine versus what is yours. So if you could picture two people standing and, and, and having some form of communication or talking, and then you picture an invisible line between them, Okay. And everything on my side of the line is my business. Okay. You know, it's what I'm responsible for. And then on the other side of the line is your business and what you're responsible for. And there's a quote I really love by an, a brilliant author named Byron Katie, and she says, there's only three kinds of business in the world. There's my business, your business, and God's business. 
And mm. if, if any time I'm out of my business, I'm, I'm going to create suffering. So boundaries help delineate for us what is our business and not our business. And then healthy boundaries teach us to stay in our business. Wow. I'm going I'm to throw out one other thing, too, that comes to my mind. Sure. I think very visually. Um, so this is a visual I often use. And it, it's the picture of an office cubicle, you know, like a big office where there's all those little cubicles and there's like these dividers. Mm-hmm. But they don't go from the floor to the ceiling. They go up partway, right? Yes, yes. So if you think of the cubicles and the dividers, it, it's almost like a visual representation of your boundary. So if you've got, you know, ten people in this little area with these cubicles, mm-hmm. I think about how sometimes people, somebody might take, oh, let's say they wad up a piece of paper and they take their garbage and they throw it over the wall from their mm-hmm. cubicle into my cubicle. So to me, that's like a violation of my boundary. They're taking their garbage and, and trying to get me to be the container for it. Okay. So instead of, well, sometimes we just sort of ignore it, and then all these pieces of paper and garbage pile up around us, which is not a very healthy way to approach things. Another thing sometimes people do is they take the wad of garbage and they stand up on the chair and they throw it back in the other person's cubicle, like, you know, really with a lot of anger and aggression. And that's Mm. probably not a very good way to deal with it either. So the thing I like to picture in my mind is like, you know, something comes flying over the the cubicle wall. And instead of, you know, picking up my garbage receptacle and holding it for them, which is sometimes what people want us to do, they want us to hold their garbage, Mm -hmm. I just gently give it back and I say, no, thank you. So I see that as like a metaphor for boundaries, where we, we sometimes we give it back and we say, no, thank you. I'm not going to carry this for you. This is your business, not my business. Okay. You know, that um, was a really great visualization. And, you know, I think boundaries, for me, um, you know, sometimes boundaries can be so difficult because they're invisible, because uh-huh. you can't see them. And so, you know, and so you have to, um, a lot of times I think you can feel, you know, like I feel when I've been violated or, you know, somebody can feel when I've, you know, maybe crossed over their boundaries. But because boundaries are invisible, can you give us some signs of what unhealthy boundaries look like? Sure. Well, so one one thing that comes to my mind is when you're, trying to change another person. You you are often getting in their business and out of your business. My business is always to decide what's what I want to tolerate and what's acceptable to me. So if I have a friend that's doing something, I'll give you a simple example. Um, let's say um, I have a friend who has a, a temper and they, they raise their voice at me a lot. They yell at me and I don't like being yelled at. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I'm if if I'm trying to get that person to change, which you'll notice that would start with the, the I would start the sentence with the word you. You need to stop yelling. You shouldn't be doing that. You are too loud. I'm actually in their business. So mm-hmm. my business is that I don't want to be yelled at. So so I have to take responsibility for that by saying. 
I won't tolerate being yelled at, which actually leads me to something I'd like to throw out here. It's really not the question, but I think it's a good place to put it. And that's my two-part definition of a boundary, okay? Okay. So the, the two parts are, one, what I, what I will not tolerate or, or do not want or I'm not comfortable with, okay? So I don't want to be yelled at. The second part, which people often forget or neglect, is what I will do if you continue to violate my boundaries. Because we all know people who carry on all the time. I won't tolerate this. You can't do this to me. This is not okay. But but just yelling and carrying on doesn't change anything. Okay? okay. So I have to state what I am prepared to do if you violate my boundaries. So I don't want to be yelled at, and I'm going to leave the room if you continue to yell at me. That's a boundary. So, so getting back to, I'm sort of. I think I lost the train of thought. The original no, question that, was, what, what are the signs of, of, of the boundary yeah, but, violated, but, right? But, but, right. But before you get to the signs, I think that this is a real good, um, uh, a real good point that you made up because, um, you know, two parts to a boundary: what I will not tolerate and what I will do if you continue to you know, to do this thing or cross over, you know, cross these boundaries. Uh Um, I have to be firm. You know, I can't just say I'm going to do something and then not follow through with it. Well, anyone who's been a parent knows all about that, right? Uh, Right. (laughs) You know, you tell tell your kids over and over, you better stop doing that. If you don't stop doing that, I'm going to take this away. Or if you don't follow through, the other person gets the message that you don't mean it. So you have to be firm, you have to be consistent with with all of our boundaries. In yeah. all of our relationships, we have to mean what we say. If yeah. we if we want to be respected, if we want our boundaries to be respected, we have to be committed to our own boundaries first. Mm. Sounds like self-care. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. We have to be committed to our own boundaries first. I, I like that. And sometimes we have to figure out, you know, what our boundaries are or where our boundaries are because sometimes we, we just don't have healthy boundaries. Absolutely. That Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. You, that's such an important point. We have to figure out what our boundaries are, and I think that's a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Which means paying attention, making it a priority, making it important to me. Because I have to define them. If I don't, what's going to happen is other people will try to define them for me, and eventually I'll get resentful. Other people will will push and push to see what they can get away with because that's their, you know, especially, again, thinking about the parent-child relationship, that's their job to push and see what they can get away with. But adults do it too, and it happens in the work workforce too. Yes. You know, especially with you know, less and less resources today in, in, in the corporate world. So how much how much can we get you to do? How much can we put on you? I have to know what my boundary is. And, then, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, and I guess I can tell my boundary by how something makes me feel. If something, if something doesn't make me feel good, then I need to pay attention to that. A hundred percent. Hmm. 100%. So, so our feeling state, or, or sometimes we can even call it our body compass, okay. uh, is, like is an indicator. 
an indicator. Our body compass will give us a sign that there's been a violation. It could be a, a pit in, the, in my stomach. It could be a racing heart. It could be a headache, which are physical. But like you said, it, 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 we're really talking more about our emotional system, though, our feelings, which yes. to connect the, the feelings to the physical body, all feelings are really vibrations in our body somewhere. Yes. So if I feel, if I have some sense that I'm being violated, it's probably going to show up somewhere in my body. So tuning into our bodies is extremely helpful and important in taking care of ourselves and our boundaries. Okay. All right. Um, So what are some signs of, of unhealthy boundaries, Ellen? Okay, so one of the things I think I started with was the fact that you're trying to change another person mm-hmm. is a sign that you, that your boundaries are unhealthy because what you need to be focusing on is yourself. So that's why I talked about I'm responsible for what I'll tolerate, but I'm not responsible for getting you to change because as you, you and I know, uh, it usually doesn't work very well. Right. Okay. So, so uh, an, another sign is anger. Anger is probably the key emotion that tells us I need to look at my boundaries. There probably there's probably some violation here. And then so what am I responsible for? Have I have I clearly communicated what I will and will not tolerate? Mm. Another well, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh that's okay, so let me make sure I understand. Anger, if I feel anger then that is a that can be a clear sign that I feel like I've been violated, and I can need be, to kind yeah. of pay. It can be, and I need to kind of pay attention to what's going on. You know, what's going on with me? What's going on with, with this? With my environment? With my situation? With and my cubicle walls, if you will. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with my cube, and and even what part am I playing in this? Yeah, what part what, of am I am I allowing too many people to be dumping stuff on in my cubicle? Hmm. Am I voluntarily taking on letting people park stuff in my cubicle that doesn't belong to me? Because sometimes, sometimes that anger shows up, and it's not that anybody really did anything inappropriate to violate me. Sometimes it's the fact that I opened myself up and invited it by volunteering mm. to take on too much, by offering. Yes. So so I wasn't taking good care of my boundaries, which was actually the next sign I was going to mention is is when you feel really overwhelmed and put upon and like too much on your plate, that could be another sign that I'm not taking good care of my boundaries or I'm not communicating them well or I'm not firm enough in them or I haven't gotten clear enough on them. That is interesting. Um, And that is interesting, Uh, taking on too much. You know, do I have too much on my plate that I need to to take off? Okay. For feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty common syndrome for women. Yeah, I was feeling that earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes we take on too much. Mm -hmm. 
so so the sign mm-hmm. is I start feeling resentful, I start feeling exhausted, I start feeling depleted. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um so let me ask you, does um does self concept have anything to do with how we take care of ourselves? Yes, yes, a hundred times yes. <laughs> And and you're opening a door to another topic that I that I do a lot of work around and I, uh, that gets me very excited. So I'm I'm going to try to keep it brief though because I know we only have a certain amount of time today. But so self concept, how we see ourselves, is related to how we view our own needs and the importance of our needs, right? So part of my self-concept, and I'm going to actually shift this word a little bit. I'm going to add another word, which is self-identity or self-identity beliefs is what we think about ourselves. So think of the I am as like a self-identity statement. I am am not enough. I am not good enough. Uh, I am not loved, I'm not wanted, you know, all that deep down I'm not stuff. as smart well, as them, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, another one, which actually doesn't start with I am, but it's it's in the same family, is my needs are not as important as others. Mm, that's huge for women, putting everybody else's needs in front of in front of ours. And Okay, okay. And see, I think that's part of self-concept, how we view our own needs. So if I don't or even if I think I'm not good enough, okay, that that might lead me to have weaker boundaries because some people believe, well, if I take on more, if I help you, if I give, 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 or another little term I like to use sometimes is overgiving to prove our worth. Okay. If I have a low self-concept, I might overgive to to show people how worthy I am. And then I'm not taking good care of my boundaries. Because the term, I, I, when I use the term overgive, I mean giving to a point that's not healthy. Now, how do we know what's healthy and not when it comes to giving? I believe there's a line in the sand, or an invisible line, or I guess another word for that would be boundary. And I'm going to actually say it in the form of a, a little bit of a formula. Mm-hmm. And this is, I'd love to know what you think. My my little um, formula is I give to you, and it's healthy for me to give until it hurts me. Mm. So when my giving starts to hurt me, and if it's taking away time from my family, that could be hurting me, right? Yes. If it's taking away from my sleep, that could be hurting me. Yes. Or if finances. I'm, I was just going to say finances, yep. <laughs> now, if it doesn't phase me, if I am in a very comfortable financial position and I can give to you and it's not hurting me, well, then that's, that's awesome. Right, that's, but you know what I think? That's giving from a healthy place. Yeah. Right, but you know what I think about, Ellen, is sometimes like a, a someone will come up, you know, someone, a friend or a family member will want to borrow money. And and I may not have it. I and I may decide to chip into money that that that's to the that's for another use. 
you know, I may chip out of my rent money or out of a bill to help this person because this person has promised that they'll pay me back on Friday. And then Friday comes and, you know, they don't have it. And now I am, um, now I have a need. Now I'm at a deficit, you know, because Mm -hmm. I gave away something that I really didn't have to give away. Exactly. So think of the line in the sand. When hurting, when giving to you is hurting me, it's not healthy giving. That's not a healthy boundary. So, yeah, I think self-concept plays a huge role in our boundaries. You know, sometimes it's so difficult to say no. Why do you think that is? You know, sometimes I think, um, you know, I may not want to hurt the person's feelings or I may not want them to feel... um, I don't want them to think badly of me. Okay, um, so let me introduce another line here. Hmm? Um, and this is, I promise this will be the last, but <laughs> but this is such a good one, I can't <laughs> keep it out. This is good stuff. Okay, so this line, again, being visual, I'm going to picture this one um, like on a page, down the middle of the page, and we're going to go, we're going to separate into left and right. So on the left side of the page is compassion and caring. We all like. Say, I'm sorry. On the left hand side, compassion. Yes, compassion and caring, mm-hmm. which is that feels good, right? Yes. On the right side of the page is taking responsibility. Okay. Okay. So let's think of the example where someone has asked us something. Mm-hmm. We we can't give comfortably, but we don't want to say no because we're worried about hurting their feelings or that they'll think badly of us. So if I stay on the left side of the page and I come from my being a caring and compassionate person, I can give them my compassion and my caring. I can say, wow, I really understand how hard this is on you. Wow, I'm really here to listen. I really care about you, and I really am thinking I just want the best for you. Hmm. But if I go on to the right side of the page and I start taking responsibility for their financial deficit... I'm on the wrong side of the page. Okay, and I can and see that boundary. that's where we get in trouble. Yeah, I and can see where And that's where we get in trouble with saying over. no. Yeah. Right, so you have to be clear. Saying no doesn't mean I'm not caring. Yes. I can still be caring. and But I can't take responsibility for hurting their feelings. Because guess what? That's actually their business. Yeah. How a person receives the information, going back to my business and your business, I'm sending it in a way that's caring and compassionate and taking care of myself. They might choose to receive it in a way that even says, well, gosh, you're being selfish. That's their business. They have the right to see it the way they see it. I have to be strong enough to not take responsibility for the way they see it and label myself as selfish. If I check in with myself for a place of caring and compassion and know that, no, I'm really not being selfish. I'm practicing good self-care. Okay. Wow, this is some work. It is. It's not. It, it can be very challenging when you've had a pattern for much of your life where you okay. are used to believing that I'm supposed to say yes. Okay. Okay. Now, I was um, on your website, and I was looking at one of your blogs that um, talked about self-abandonment. 
and you know, I just felt like that had something to do with boundaries. Um, is is that true? It is. It is true. Now, I, th- I think the article you're referring to. I talk about self-abandonment from the standpoint of how we kind of don't pay attention to ourselves and what's going on with ourselves, how we don't take care of our own feelings and emotions, which Mm. is a topic we really didn't get into today. But um, when you did the introduction, you mentioned that one of my teaching philosophies is that we need to be responsible for managing our own emotions. So if I if I'm going to blame you for something, I'm probably going to I'm going to violate your boundaries possibly, right? Mm-hmm. But that's some that's what we do. So so blaming is actually a form of self-abandonment. I'm not taking care of my emotions. I'm not taking responsibility, I should say, for my emotional state. And the way that we do that or don't do that is how we self-abandon. So I think I think maybe I listed four in the article. So one is is blaming others and focusing on the other person. So again, there's a boundary violation because I'm in your business. Yeah. Maybe I'm going back to our simple example of of the yelling. Um, Maybe I'm carrying on and making a big deal about, you know, the fact that you were yelling at me and I'm justifying perhaps my inappropriate behavior. Hmm. But with healthy boundaries... I come back and I take responsibility for my emotional response to your yelling. And then I take care of, so I take responsibility, and then I take care of my own emotional needs. Why was I really upset? Where did I not say no? Where did I not protect myself? Where did I not have healthy boundaries? Self-abandonment is focusing more on you. Okay? Okay. So So you see the boundary connection there? Absolutely, because, okay, because I have to learn how to ask the question, what part did I play in this? I, I think I think that's such a hard, yeah. that's, for me, you know, as I began to take care of myself, asking that question when I felt like I didn't have anything to do with the situation, but asking myself, what part do I play in this? You know, was a, was a hard um, question to ask myself because I really had to focus on myself. And, and not focus on the other person. So right. Can you when see I be- how, when you, how you're like mm-hmm. sort of abandoning yourself when you focus on the other person? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Be- because there's a need in yourself. There's a reason you're having the experience you're having, and there's an unmet need in you. And we can't always get other people to take care of those needs. We we have to take responsibility for what's what. not only is what my part in causing the problem, what's my part in than taking care of my own needs. Yes. Yes. And that's that's work. That's where the work begins. Okay. Yeah, and it's so much easier sometimes to think, oh, I just want someone else to do it, right? Right. Or or if you would just change, I'd be okay. <laughs> right, of course. But how's that never... working for you, as Dr. Right, Fulton, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah, it never worked so well for me. <laughs> right, right. Um, now, integrity. What is integrity, and how does it relate? How does integrity relate to personal boundaries? Wow, you have such great questions. So, so integrity um, to me 
staying in my business and taking responsibility for myself is integrity. It, like if I were to give you the definition of integrity, I, I would go beyond just talking about boundaries. You know, I would talk about um, honesty and values, et cetera. But if we want to relate the question to boundaries, I think integrity is owning, taking ownership from a, a place of honesty for my part. What is mine? What is my stuff? And then, and then staying out of what's not. I think that's integrity too. You know, blaming is, I think, being out of integrity. Okay. Now, let me just say when I when I when I use the word blaming, I'm not saying that other people aren't responsible for their bad behaviors. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it's not always my job to be pointing it out to them or to get them to change. Because I can't make anybody else change. I can only change myself. Right. Okay. Right. Now, I can mm-hmm. decide I'm not going to have that person in my life. Yeah. If, they, if they're out of integrity constantly, then again, for me to be in my integrity, I have to make that decision, and sometimes very difficult decision because sometimes it's someone we love. Yes. But you'd be amazed at how uh, what happens when you start living from that place of integrity and of managing your boundaries in a healthy way and telling people, even people you love, and telling people, no, this is not okay, I will not tolerate this. Often people will surprise you, and they may choose to change. They may mm-hmm. choose to step up. Now, like you said, we can't control that. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how taking responsibility for ourselves and changing our own behaviors leads to this dynamic where the other person sees it from a different perspective also. Because hmm. it's always you know, there. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, as you talk about um, integrity and how it relates to personal boundaries, I, I keep seeing, as I'm listening to you give these um, explanations, I think to myself that a lot of times we really don't know who we are Uh, We don't know who our our authentic self is. We don't know who we really are. And and that's, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, that's a part of our boundaries not being healthy, you know, because we we really don't know who we are and, you know, haven't really done that self-work. But, you know, when you talk about integrity and, and being honest and taking that honest look at, you know, what part am I playing in this and how do I need to take care of myself? What do I need to do different? Um, you know, as we begin to do that, look at those, answer those questions and look at ourselves or work on ourselves, you know, we, we begin to find out, we begin to see strengths and character traits in, in ourselves that often we didn't even know existed. Yes, I agree. And and the more you see that, the more your self-concept improves the more I think you're willing to take responsibility, the more I think you get courage to set those boundaries. So all these concepts, every question you've asked, they all really weave together. Okay. Awesome. So um, what is a healthy relationship? 
Well, that's a big question. I don't know if I can answer yeah, that. We kind of know. We kind of know what. Well, we kind of we've been talking about what unhealthy looks like. So, or, or okay. maybe you know, maybe I shouldn't have said relationships, but I, maybe I should have said, you know, healthy boundaries. What are healthy boundaries? Okay, yeah. that's a little easier. So, healthy okay. boundaries is where I stay in my business. I clearly communicate what I don't like and won't tolerate. I clearly communicate what I will do to take care of myself if you violate my boundaries. And notice in those definitions. There's nothing about telling the other person to change. Yes. I, in the simple example, I didn't even tell the person, you have to stop yelling. I simply mm-hmm. said, this is what I am not comfortable with, and this is what I'll do if it continues. You get to choose. So in a healthy relationship, healthy boundaries, healthy relationship, we focus on taking care, taking responsibility for our own behaviors, our own emotional states, and we accept other people exactly as they are today. That, I mean, I, I think I, as I as I try to answer the question about healthy boundaries, I realize I, I really do want to answer about healthy relationships, too, because they're so intertwined. Okay. So it's, so it's self-responsibility, acceptance of others. I think those are two pretty big, two of the big, biggest components. Mhm, mhm. Um, you know, it's as as I as I listen to, you know, here's what's you know here's what's going on when I'm in the problem. Here's what's going on when my boundaries are um, unhealthy. Um, you know, when I don't do a good job of taking care of myself, of taking responsibility for 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 myself. And now here's what happens when I begin to take steps to care for myself and 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 here's how here's how things change when when I begin to um um you know uh, sit in my integrity and 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 it's it's like a um a it's like a blossom like a flower just blooming and it probably doesn't feel like that when you're going through it but you know it is it's what happens um you know it's what happens um through the process we we learn so much about ourselves mm-hmm. um that we didn't know before and you know we just have a a different um um there's just a, a freedom or a, um, a a greater sense of um, a greater sense of freedom. I would say, you know, I'm not just stuck in in these in these. I'm not reactionary anymore. You know, I'm not just reacting. Now I can respond, <laughs> and it's a difference, you know. Yeah. So that that that's beautiful. What is the most detrimental thing that women do that they need to stop uh, doing to have healthier relationships? You know, I think that goes right back to what we were just talking about. I think it's trying to change the other person. It's the okay. most detrimental thing I see women do in my in my 
coaching in my practice, working with uh, with women. And uh, by the way, every single thing we've said today applies to men too. Okay. Um, it shows trying to change your partner. Okay. Is is detrimental right. because so men, so men, you hear that this this applies to you too, not just women. <laughs> oh, completely and totally, a hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, and you, I see, you have to accept people at the level they're at yeah. today. If you choose to be in a relationship with them, that doesn't mean you approve of every single thing about them, mm-hmm. but it means you don't try to change them. Because I think we can all think of examples in our life of what what happens when we when we send messages to other people that the way you are today is is not is not what I want. Yeah. People people feel. I mean, you're basically kind of insulting them and criticizing them and telling them they're not okay the way they are. And people don't like to be in relationships when they're where they're not accepted for who they are. So they'll right. push back and they'll act out and they'll, you know, you'll get into control battles and there's just there's no good ending to that story. So I think any time a, a woman goes down that road of trying to change her partner, it's a it's it's going to be detrimental okay all right and what is the most important thing a woman can start doing today to have healthier boundaries i would say learning how to focus on her own needs and learning how to value her needs and and put her needs first sometimes you know i i say you 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 have to be a a healthy me before you can be a healthy we. Mm. And I think for some women, I, the pushback I hear a lot is they feel guilty. Oh, I can't put myself first. I have kids. Or, you know, I have a responsibility to this other person. But you can't, it, if you're in a relationship with another person, I think one of your best, your greatest responsibilities is to be the best you can be. And you can't be the best you can be if you're constantly putting your needs last. So the most important thing a woman can do is learn how to focus on her own needs, which means some type of self-care practice. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess a self-care practice is a step okay. in going in that direction. The bigger concept is, is, is a, it's a decision okay. to value your own needs. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so once we make that decision, what is? can you give us one one concrete step that we could take, that one action that we could do? I'll give you two because <laughs> they're okay. a little bit different. The first thing that came to mind was saying no. Okay. So saying no. When you're asked to do things that don't feel good in your body compass, that okay. don't aren't a good fit for your priority list at the moment, um, just lovingly and gently saying, no, I'm sorry, I wish I could help, but I can't. I'm already committed. Um, and then the second thing that, that came to my mind is to do one concrete thing in your self-care practice for yourself, such as um, something that symbolizes a devotion of specific time spent for yourself. So it could be as simple as five minutes of quiet time in the morning. 
or meditation or stretching or yoga or prayer. All right. Or or going to the park or, you know, just being out, you know, going, going to the yeah. lake or just something that brings uh, some enjoyment to you, solitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are good tips. Thank you. Now, Ellen, as we are winding down our show, um, do you have any last words that you'd like to give to our audience? Hmm. Well, I, I, I think you know. I think all the concepts are so important that I, I hate to even single out one or two and say, okay, focus on this one. Rather, I think I would rather I would rather just say, take it slow. Get be easy on yourself. If you're making a decision and a commitment to have better boundaries and healthier relationships, it's not going to happen overnight. So be gentle with yourself. Look at all the concepts from today and say, well, where's just one place I can start? Where's one place I would really like to say no? And commit to learning how to do that. So just take on a little piece at a time and go slowly, and don't be so hard on yourself if, if it's a struggle. Okay, I like that. Take and that's self care. Yeah, you know, just taking sure. it, taking it slow, and and looking at the looking at looking at the positive steps that you're taking, and not looking at you know what you what you're not doing or what didn't happen, but just kind of focusing on what you are doing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Yeah, learning Ellen, is never how, a straight line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how can we contact you, um, and how can we get on your mailing list um, for your for your Are your blogs on a mailing list, or do we just have to go to your website? Because you have some really great blogs. I really enjoy. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you you can go to ellenhartson dot com. That's E L L E N H A R T. S O N L N Hartson dot com and just click on blog and read read some of the things I've written. Um you can also sign up. There's a little box, you know, you put your email in to get my newsletters. I haven't been turning out a lot of newsletters lately. Um but I may start up again soon. And when I write a new blog, um I'll send that out too if if you sign up on the list. Awesome. So if if we're signed up on your on your on your um list then when you do um, published and we we get it. Yes. Awesome. That out. Nice. Um, and if you want um, to, you can email me through the website too. But Ellen at ellenhartson dot com is uh, is is a pretty easy way to contact me. Okay. Thank you so much. You have given us you have given us such wonderful information, and I know I've taken plenty of notes. <laughs> Plenty of notes. Um, so thank you so very much, and um, I want to welcome you back to the show anytime. I would love that. As you can tell, I I'm, love talking about this topic. I'm very enthusiastic and passionate about it. I really believe that this is how we change our life and change our relationships. Um, and, and the concepts are fairly simple. You know, just stay in your business. Take responsibility for yourself. Stay out of other people's business. Communicate clearly to them what's okay and what's not okay. 
and I promise you will have healthier relationships. I like that. So thank that. you for having me, Katrina. You are welcome. Thank you. And and we want to thank you, for list, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, where we teach women how to create positive shifts in their work-life balance so they can become the directors of their own life stories. If you'd like more information and coaching resources, please visit my website at prosperitylifecoach.com. Join us every Sunday at 6.30 p.m., bring a friend, and share the prosperity. Abundant blessings, everyone. Abundant blessings, Ellen. Thank you. Same to you, Katrina. Okay. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Ah.